This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 67 of Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman. And before we get into our conversation this week, I wanted to truly thank everyone who has reached out about the Sorority podcast. We've gotten a ton of feedback on it. And it's honestly so cool for us to hear from so many people who like listening in on our ridiculous conversations. Steve and I really love doing it. And we're going to reunite again soon, I promise. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But I got to tell you, after we get the feedback, it's like we got to give the people what they want. So (laughs) we're going to find a way to try to make it happen more often. And as you know, since Steve got his awesome new gig and hasn't been able to join us weekly, this has been kind of an ever-evolving thing. We've worked in different guests. Some podcasts have been more conversational. Some have been more of an interview format. But this week, I have such a cool and interesting person joining me that I wanted to just sit in a room and talk because like Saruti, she truly can talk about anything and everything. But before I bring her in, even though she's sitting right here, I want to give a little bit of background, a little bit of context So KC95 is a legendary rock station here in St. Louis. Actually, it's legendary across the country. It's really an iconic institution that we have here in my building. The 101 ESPN studio is right next to KC. And on the morning show, you have John Hewlett, or U-Man, as he's called, and he is the GOAT, okay? He is a true legend. He's been on that station for over 40 years. So to have someone on the morning show with U-Man, you know they're going to have to be super talented, super awesome, and really know their stuff. And that's where my guest this week comes in. So sitting in studio with me right now, we have Learn, co-host of the Keishi Morning Rock Show. Learn, how are you? Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I love you, Michelle. Hi. Oh, no, no, I love you too. You're the best. (laughs) We're going to just be girl crushing over each other this entire time. Okay, but for our listeners who are unfamiliar with you, give them your elevator pitch. Tell them who you are and what they can expect from you. All right, so I'm Learn. I am on Keishi 95. I've worked at the radio station for 11 plus years. I host mornings with John Hewlett from 6 to 10, and then from 10 to 1, I have my own midday show. So that's right. She is working from 6 to 1, I'm on the air. 6 to 1. Yeah. That's insane. It is. And I've been doing that for... (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) I've been doing that for eight years. So you're just chronically tired all the time. I'm just... I I used to be a different person who was alive, and then now I'm just a zombie that people just accept. No, and I can (laughs) fully understand that because we have that in common that I used to be a zombie as well. Right. And people will see me around the hallway and they'll say, you look different. Did you do something to your hair? You just Mm. seem so fresh. Yeah. Like, like, I'm alive now. I had a girl be like, did you get... Botox. Your face looks great. I'm like, no, it's because I'm sleeping more than three hours a night. I'm so jealous. Fresh as hell, like a daisy. So thank you for adding another hour of your day on to do this, especially because you just came back from a weekend trip. Yes, I just. So today is Monday. I got back uh, yesterday. Tim, my husband, Tim, and I, we uh, we were supposed to go to California, and we've had this trip planned for since April, and so it was our fifth wedding anniversary. And that's where. Thank you. That's where we honeymooned, and so we thought every five years. We'll go back to Santa Barbara as our like love spot. Well, the wildfires were burning in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. 50,000 people were being displaced. We don't have to deal with wildfires here. So it was, um, you know, it was something kind of foreign to us and like seeing the headlines. And I have friends out there and I kept kind of talking to them. And so literally it's Monday, the day before we fly out to California. And Tim and I both, we've been on the fence for the whole weekend. We're like, we need to cancel the trip. So we cancel it the day before we were supposed to leave. Oh, wow. We lost like 200 bucks, which wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, got those flights in the can for some other trip. And then so that that day, Monday, we come home, we buy a couple bottles of wine, we get hammered. We're like literally drowning in our sorrows because we had like the whole week off. And so go to sleep that night, bummed out. Tuesday, wake up, coffee, decide, let's drive to Memphis and let's drive to New Orleans and have Halloween in New Orleans. And so we do that and it was so much fun. And Halloween in New Orleans is like the second biggest thing they do down there. So it's, there was tons of people and we had a great Airbnb. We saw like two Banksy's like artworks. We didn't even even realize that we, we literally, our condo was across the street from a Banksy, which was so cool. Yeah. And then, um, Let's see what else we had. Everybody was just decked out for Halloween, like just normal people in full costume, full costume, cute costume. That night did a haunted tour, you know, got to really take in 
and the Bourbon Street and all that. And it was it was a perfect getaway. So when you're making this decision over coffee, are you slightly hungover? Um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I because I feel like sometimes you just have a raging headache and it kind of put your inhibitions down where yeah. you're like, I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, you know, just F it, right? Yeah, like, you make bad you make bad food decisions when you're hungover. Not yes. that the trip was a bad decision, but I just feel like you're like, whatever, I'll do it. Right. No, we were definitely um it was a definite like a fuck it moment. Like it was a we have invested our heart and souls and, and cash already towards, you know, we are taking a vacation. Yeah, we're so, getting out of here. <laughs> we are overworked. And so we decided uh, to do that. And what's funny is I'm more um, impulsive than my husband is. So he likes to sit back and really think about things. And he's very cognizant. I am like, it's an idea. Shoot for it. Let's go. Like, it's going to happen. And I mean, that's essentially, I found an Airbnb within 20 minutes. He found a couple of hotels. We just went and we had no idea what we were going to do when we got there, but we had plenty of time to like make a list, you know, on the drive. And we were listening to podcasts about New Orleans and just mm-hmm. different things. So um, it really did come together in a very sporadic thing. And that was actually kind of fun too, to just be in that energy as a couple and and have that just impulsivity. Yeah, of course. So was it your first time in New Orleans? No, my third. Third. Isn't it a great city? I could live there today. Same. Yeah. I love it there. Well, I was in Savannah, Georgia over the weekend. Yes. And there's something about those. I don't want to call it a small city because New Orleans certainly isn't small, but it feels small mm-hmm. when you're in New Orleans and you're in Savannah because you can walk around yeah. so much and things are kind of compact and it just feels very accessible. Everything feels accessible. So it feels small. Yeah. But I was in Savannah, Georgia, which by the way is cute as shit. It is one of <laughs> the cutest places I have ever been. I've never been. You have to go. Oh my gosh. It's they it's kind of hard to explain, but they have these squares that are really small, mm-hmm. but it's just they have these Spanish moss trees and everybody is just so polite and it's all these cute little restaurants and yes. shops. And I saw the chocolate shop that you went to. Oh my God. Tell me about, because I all, all I say is Michelle has this little wooden like tray <laughs> and you got these little tongs and you're picking out chocolates that look so delicate out yeah. of this uh, cupboard and I'm going, where, where is this? It was so cute. So, <laughs> um, so I, People who listen to this podcast know, but in case you don't, I'm running a half marathon in every state, which for charity, which sounds, whenever I tell people that, they're like, oh, that's so great. I'm like, yeah, it is, but I hate it. (laughs) I've done 18 and I still have 32 left. You're incredible. No, well, thank you. But it's just one of those things where you feel like it's a never ending mountain. Sure. You're like, I've done 18 of these and I would gladly never, ever run again in my entire life. But th- there was a kid, I sent you that, that 11-year-old yes, kid who who did what you're doing. 11 so, years 11 old. 11 years old. He, I know. Okay, so you, he had 11 years of life to do that. Like, you have infinite time to get this done. Like, you can, you'll do this. I know, but you sent me that article and then I had... Beat me being me. I had more questions and answers. I'm thinking, did they pull him out of school? Right. You know, because he did it in what, a year or like two years? Yeah, it was a very small amount of time. Abbreviated amount of time. And I'm thinking, did his parents foot the bill for all of this? Right. Like, are they very like, well? Yeah. What is like, going on? Yeah. There's some questions there for sure. I mean, not to take away from his accomplishment, but I have some questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think people wonder that about you, how you're going. I mean, oh yeah, you love to travel and I think people know that about you, but I mean, it costs money to go to these cities, you know? And so I commend you for just like setting aside cash to go to all these places. Oh yeah. Well, I've been trying to do it. The, the beauty of this is that my friends and family have come with me. So oftentimes we're splitting hotel rooms. That's, That's cheap. And, uh, you know, my credit card point system has certainly like I didn't pay for my flight to Savannah because I right. booked it on points, you know, right. and then I'm dividing my hotel room by three people. So it's you a, make it work. You make it work, That's you cool. know, and if I don't have to have Starbucks or coffee or whatever for a few weeks so that I can hopefully raise money for the kids. <laughs> You're doing great I mean, It sounds like such a, I, a martyr thing to say, but for real, it's, yeah. you know, I want to travel. I want to do all of these things. So I figure why not combine the two, right? And I want to do, I, I've never done a run at all. I mean, I've done, I've done a color run and whenever I interviewed you on my podcast, I told you that I want to do one of these runs with you one day. You have to. I'm booking Vegas for you. We're doing Vegas. When is Vegas going to happen? So I think it just passed. It's in November or excuse me, October, I believe. Okay. But you run it at night yeah. on the strip when yeah. the strip's all lit up. That's what I want. I want no light. Like I want it dark and mm-hmm. I don't want anybody looking at me because it's going to take me forever. And oh, that's what I want. Yeah. Just have to finish. Yeah. And then afterwards, obviously, we can just shower and hit the club. Oh, my God. It'd be so <laughs> much fun. Or hit the fun. casino. Are you a gambler? <laughs> no. Although, Me either. Okay. 
I, when I turned 21, though, my dad, he took me to one of the gambling boats in Missouri or somewhere. I don't even remember what, mm-hmm. where it was. And he gave me $100. And I came out of the casino with $99. So I, I am not a gambler. Like, I have no real... Um, I don't get any gratification from playing slots or anything like that. But I guess when I did gamble that $100 and I came out just a dollar short, I did well gambling. So I don't know. I I have zero interest in that, really. So same. I'm a shopper, not a gambler. But the only times I have gambled, I have gambled with someone else's money. Oh, good. And I have won. (laughs) Because I think if you have, like, for instance, my parents for their 25th wedding anniversary got remarried or, you know, renewed their vows by Elvis in Vegas. That's cool. So our whole family, some family friends, when it was a big group of us, it was super fun. But my dad's like, hey, here's a hundred bucks. Have fun. So, you know, you're playing blackjack or roulette and you're like, yeah, it's not my money, whatever. Just whatever. So you're bold or you're more aggressive and then you end up winning because they say scared money don't make money. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. So who are we going to get money from? The, who wants to fund our gambling <laughs> is, is the another, answer. <laughs> this is another charity thing that you're yes. going to attach yourself to. Yes. It's the girls trip in Vegas. We need money. We need money. But whatever we win, <laughs> we will give you a portion back and then yeah. we'll donate a portion to charity so you feel good about it. I love that. And right. we'll have cute videos. It'll be the, the whole thing. Okay. So this reminds me of something that happened over the weekend. So I do this thing. Because we're talking about gambling where your inhibitions are down mm-hmm. when it's not your money. You just go for it. One of my favorite things to do, and I don't do it consciously, it just has to happen organically, is to drunk shop. Okay. So. Go on. I Go on. <laughs> so one of my favorite things to do is if you go to brunch with your friends, yes. you have a few mimosas, mm-hmm. maybe a Bloody Mary, whatever it may be. Right. By the time you emerge, it's late afternoon. Yeah. Or early afternoon, most likely. And you're like, what are we going to do? You know, do I go home? Do I take a nap? If it's nice outside, you don't want to go home yet. Right. You're certainly not going to work out no, because you've had, just, and you're not going to do laundry. No. You're not going to do any activities. Pro- productivity is down. Dead. So you're like, all right, let's walk around. Well, shop. Yes. And oftentimes <laughs> you're not nervous to spend money because you're drunk. Because you're drunk. Well, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to say that you get online and shop. Oh, I've done that too. That's, I've never. This t-shirt I'm wearing right now is a drunk purchase. It's a great purchase. It's Frank Ocean. I love him. I'm obsessed with him. And I saw it on eBay and I was like, that's Click. happening. I will outbid you. No one will outbid me. <laughs> I bought a, a Frank Ocean t-shirt. I'm drunk and bold, bitches. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. Well, I've not done, I guess, let's see, the uh, the drunk shopping in person experience. I, so that needs to be something that I uh, investigate. I okay, feel. so we'll do it together when we're in Vegas. Love it. So I'm in Savannah this weekend. I run the race. So I flew in. My flight was delayed four times. So I didn't get there until, I don't know. 11.30 at night. Right. My friends were waiting for me at the bar with a glass of wine. So I had a glass of wine, passed out. Great friends. Great friends. Got up at six, ran the race, went back, showered. Then we're like, let's go to lunch. So we have a couple bottles of wine at lunch. There was a group of us. It's not just me solo having a couple <laughs> bottles of wine. But if I did, that's okay too. And it's beautiful outside. Yeah. It's low 70s. The sun Perfect. is shining. And like I mentioned, there's all these little shops there. So we're like, let's just bop around. Right. So we're bopping around. We get a cocktail on a rooftop bar. We're continuing our day and we get to this vintage shop and it's so cute. I walk in and it wasn't, you know how sometimes vintage shops, you really have to dig and dig and dig to find things, which is part of the beauty of it. But this was such a small setup that everything was just very accessible and, and very laid out for you. And the girl that worked there, shout out to Lisa. was very cool. Uh, she's from New Jersey, so we bonded immediately because my mom's from New Jersey. And we were talking about different things, and she's like, oh my gosh, you need to look at this coat. So she pulls out this faux fur vintage coat. Yes. And I put it on, and it felt like I had swaddled myself in a bear blanket. God bless. <laughs> and you know, I was just like, <laughs> she told me the story about how it came from this old woman who lived in the Hamptons, right. and they flew out there to source her house after she passed away, oh. and they brought all these cool things back, and I was like, oh, I'm vibing with this story, and meanwhile, I'm petting myself, and I'm kind of drunk. <laughs> that sounded gross, but you know, you're like wearing a, <laughs> this like blanket coat. And so, it's not something I would normally ever buy, yeah. but in the moment, I was like, Sure. Yeah. Oh, and then absolutely. And then you're drunk, so you're emboldened to And it haggle. looked good. Thank you. Thank you. But you know, she's like, oh, here's the cost. And I'm like, what about this? And then she's like, well, what about this? And I'm like, 
this final offer. You know, you don't, because you don't you care. You haggled yes. the vintage shop I owner. I did. But, you know, you just are kind of like, I don't care. So yeah. what happens? I walk away without this. Right. Not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like sometimes when you're sober, you're like, you don't want to be rude and you don't want to. This is, this is a new revolution. It's the best. I bought a painting drunk once. I mean, this is great. <laughs> One time I drunk booked a trip to Colombia, South America. <laughs> no big deal. NBD. But you just sometimes have to do these things. I like that about you. I like that you are, you, from what I uh, like observe on Instagram. <laughs> Which is how we know anyone these days, right? right. I know your soul. I, I know that you seek fun and you also are not afraid to just go. And I like that because... As impulsive as I can be with travel, I am not always as impulsive and I've missed out on a lot of opportunities. Like for instance, a couple of girlfriends of mine asked me to go to Hawaii with them a few months ago. Oh, it wow. would have cost me, I'm not kidding, $200 what? to go. And the reason I didn't go was because my heart, I I really got to get there one day, but I really want to go there with my husband. Sure, sure. And so I thought... I can't do this. You know, like I was, and it, I, I'm still mad about it because I don't know if Tim and I will ever go to Hawaii. I hope that we do, yeah. but you can't, you know, it's an expensive trip. It's a long trip. Um, my husband doesn't really like to fly. So it's, it's one of those situations. So I'm like, you know, I, I regret, I have like deep regret and their photos, they spent like a week there and Sounds it was amazing. just girl bonding. And our friend, Hisela, like she was working. And so my friend Amy was just like living large. I just thought, Damn it, you know? So I admire you for that and how you just go. Well, now you'll just have to make it a point to get there with your husband. Yes, you know? absolutely. It has to then move up on the priority list because you're like, I, I've seen this opportunity that I had mm. and I let it slip away, but not again. But that's what you do with New Orleans. You yeah, do yeah. the same thing, yeah, we'll do which it. is we'll, great. We'll get there. But for me, it's more or less, I, I just... Travel to me is what makes me happy. I mm. love going somewhere new and meeting new people and looking at a different way of life. Because yeah. I think oftentimes in your day to day, it gets very redundant. And even though I love where I live, I, everyone knows I love St. Louis. Right. I ride or die for St. Louis. I think it makes you a better person to have more empathy and understanding of the world. Culture. Yeah, yeah. culture. I... It's kind of hard to explain, but I also just think like if I'm going to spend money, I mm -hmm. want it to be an experience. I yeah. want it to be something that makes me different or better. Meaningful. And, and, and I also think too, when I go different places, it gives me more of a sense of confidence that I can do these things. Like right. for instance, speaking of travel, I'm going with a bunch of friends over the holidays to Hong Kong and Thailand. So and cool. I think Cambodia, we're trying to decide between Singapore and Cambodia, but I have two friends who moved to Hong Kong and... That part of the world is some place I've always been very interested in, right. but that I would never go myself. Well, especially right now with yes. all the pro-democracy. Yeah, I, know, I mean, it's I pretty brutal over there right now. Right. So again, I commend you for going, hey, I see that this is a challenge, but I really got to go there. Right. I thought I would never in my life go here if it wasn't for them being mm -hmm. there. Right. And they had invited a bunch of people. I think there's 12 people that are going to be in the group coming at different times. Wow. We're going to spend three days in Hong Kong. And then a big group of us, we're going to Thailand, to Phuket. And I thought, this is the universe or timing or whatever it may be yeah. presenting an opportunity to me because I have time off from work because it's the holidays. Right. I have time I have to use at the end of the year. And I have two people who have lived there for six months and who- Travel guides. Yes, won't take me to anywhere dangerous right. and ha have already troubleshooted all the good and yeah, bad yeah. places. So I'm just hopping along. Why not, right? Like, why not? Well, and let me just say this, because first of all, like you are single, right? Yes. You do not have children. You do not have pets, right? You have family I have a dog. dog. Do uh, yeah. you? Okay. Well, it's a shared custody thing with my parents. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, to me, I and I, I like that you are kind of um, like in a relationship with the earth. Like, yeah. Like you are just- it's like, serious too. <laughs> no, I, I'm glad. Like, because I'm sure you get that all the time. Like, well, you're so cute and you have a cool job and you're, you know, this and that and all this stereotypical shit that we hate hearing. And then you have to hear about like, why doesn't she have somebody in her life? Like, I'm- oh, all of, the time I get it. I'm of the mindset that you do not, nobody needs anyone in their lives. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want some, that's one thing. But like, if you- 
if you are just out there enjoying your life and you're just living your life, that's literally what everybody is doing. And it's, I think it's, um, it's admirable and it's so neat to watch as somebody who is married and in St. Louis and not going everywhere. You know, the world is my oyster, but I'm like picking my oysters very accordingly. Like, I think it's really cool (laughs) to watch you go and just have this deep connection with your travel and your world. And, and I think that, um, like you said, confidence comes from that. Culture comes from that. The storytelling that you're able to do mm-hmm. and you'll, and those memories, I mean, I hope that you have a travel journal or something that you're writing specific things down. I need to do a better job of it, honestly. Because one day you'll be 87 and I you'll want to remember Savannah and that little chocolate shop and you'll, what the hell was that name? You know, I would highly suggest writing all that stuff down. You know, people have told me that I should do a blog or a website or something oh, yeah. where I just write down. Because even in Savannah, a lot of places came recommended to me and some are good and and some I'd be like, you could pass that. You know, yeah, you don't have to do that. To your point, I think at some point I'll get married and have kids. And if I don't, that's okay too. Yeah, good. But that's why I kind of think about this part of my life right now and say, if not now, when? when? Yeah. It might not, when may never come. Right. So I just try to seize every opportunity. And I, so, okay, so this is interesting that you brought this up. So I was having this conversation with someone about saying yes, about just the idea of yes, because I think we're very programmed to say no or have all these reasons that are basically fear-based of Mm -hmm. why we don't want to do things. So I was talking to this guy who had a cancer scare and it really changed him and he was miserable in his job, but you know, he, he was married, he had kids and just felt chained to it because he had to provide for his family and had a cancer scare, ended up quitting his job, starting a new company and he's never been happier. Right. And the conversation evolved into what would you do if you had no fear? Like if fear was absent from the equation, mm-hmm. what would you do? And <laughs> this is insane, but for me... It wasn't because I think I don't have a lot of that really heavy responsibility in my life. As you mentioned, I can just kind of do me and deal with it. Right. Right. And I love my job and I love where I live. I've already taken the leap to move somewhere else. I don't want to quit my job. I want hopefully I have it forever. So those things don't come to mind. But for me, without even thinking, the answer was dye my hair platinum blonde. (laughs) And he was like, what? That one's so easy. And I said, well, I'm on camera now for work and I don't want to deal with the BS of people ripping me online if it doesn't or if it doesn't look good, me freaking out. And he's like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Some strangers are rude to you slash you dye it back. That's yeah. the worst thing that could So I made an appointment. I'm doing it in December. I'm so happy for you. Now, <laughs> have you, you know what I mean? I'm me, just like, why not? And it's not that I want to even be platinum, but I just wanted to, I've always looked the same. You know, I've always. I get it. And so I was like, I, I just really commend people that dye their hair purple or they just don't care. They just right. do something creative and fun and expressive. Yes. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Just do it. I'm just going to do it. As somebody who, so I grew up dying. I grew up in a beauty shop as a child. And so I was always like, my grandmother always cut my hair and like styled my hair. And I I was blonde. I was this blonde when I was a child. And then as I got older, it kind of went to an ashy, like kind of gray blonde. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting highlights. I've always had like a blonde soul. And so (laughs) I, but I went really dark and, um, and like reds and purples and different things whenever I was in high school. And, and I always like would cut my hair really short. And then as I got older, I started getting really comfortable in my look. I was like, I really like being blonde. I like my hair being very long. I don't like bangs. Like I, I figured out where I, I put myself with all the things that I ever tried. Um, and I recently just cut my hair pretty significantly. And it was funny because I, like two weeks ago when I did it, I'm like, my hair is so short. And you, you were saying your hair is as long as mine has ever been. Yeah. Like, I'm really weird about that too, because I, I wanted to change it up, but I didn't want to go so different where I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. Um, but when I, my college roommate, um, who was this gorgeous Thai and Guatemalan chick. She was the one who dyed my hair platinum blonde in college. And she cut, I had like these Betty Page bangs, like these really thick, awesome bangs. And she completely styled me. We used to watch like America's Next Top Model all the time. And I, she was Tyra. To, I was like one of the models. And so she gave me a complete makeover and I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is such a cool thing. And I, it is so true. The blondes have so much more damn fun. Really? Yes. I so hate as a brunette. I just, I don't want to hear that because I'm this is only going to be a temporary change. I'm going back well, to my roots at okay, some point. But beware because <laughs> you will go down the blonde road and then you will find yourself going, 
I don't know if I could ever go back. And and I think you're gorgeous. I don't think like I I get what you're saying. You you do have a very it's Michelle Smallman. Like you look like what people think in their brains whenever they think of you. Really? Because people come up to me sometimes. Yeah. Dudes say this a lot, which is weird to me. But they'll say, I I pictured you blonde. See, there you go. But I say, that's sign. you telling on yourself that because radio, you can't see me. So that's how right. you envision women. <laughs> uh, I get, that's what you get. I get the men who listen to Casey think I am seven foot tall. What? And a huge behemoth woman. Yeah. And I can only attribute that because I weigh, I'm itty, I'm five foot three and I weigh like 140. Yeah, which you're is tiny. A little, little overweight, but whatever. And oh, so sorry. I, so I, but they come out to meet me for the first time and they're like, you are so small. And I'm like, you must be afraid like, I guess I sound ferocious on our show, or I guess I'm just... You're bold and confident. Yeah, so that freaks them out, and I love that. I love when men come out, and they're like, we thought you were going to be huge. And I, I'm like, I am on the inside. I think other people expect me, too, to be... I don't even know how to explain this, but when they would come out to remotes or see me on TV for ESPN when I was on the, at the network, our show was simulcast on TV, and my hair would be curled, and I'd be wearing a dress, they would say, Really? <laughs> That's not what I pictured. What did they want you in, like, sweats? Yeah, I think they they thought I was just kind of... I don't even want to say rough, because that's not the right way to describe it. Just hmm. maybe more of a tomboy, because yeah. I work in sports, which so, I kind of am. But I think you can be both. Yeah, you can be both. Absolutely. Nobody's ever straight any line of stereotypicality or whatever it's called. <laughs> when I dye my hair platinum blonde, I'm going to have to come in and show it to you and wear my, my full coat that I bought in Savannah and just be like the new me. They're going to be like, Michelle's <laughs> having a midlife crisis. Yes, no. everyone's going to think I'm losing my mind. No, it's gonna, I'm going to love it because <laughs> talk to me about faux fur and blonde hair. I mean, that's been my MO for, you know, shoot. Forever. Forever. Like, I'm practically my grandmother, who was the most stylistic, crazy woman who, that's where I get all my leopard print love from. Love like, it. Like, I am, I am, I'm a Jean Colvin 2.0 in 2019. That's like my style icon. Well, then you can help me because <laughs> the coat, once you see it too, it has a, a big personality. Yeah. I feel like the coat needs a name. And so my fr- Sheila. Sheila? I don't know. It just came out. Oh my God. That's good. Sheila. So my friends and I were kicking it around in Savannah and Roberta came up. (laughs) One of them said Gloria, but I said we can't do that because of the blues. Gloria, to me, will always be tied to hockey, which I guess you could wear. Right. But it's over. It's overkill. It's over. It's over. And then what was the other one that the one? Oh, someone said Diane. Diane. (laughs) But I just love that all of the names are kind of like maternal. Yeah, not grandmotherly, but almost like cool chick from the 80s. Yeah. You know, like, oh, here's my my oh, coat, Roberta. Diane. Should I take Diane out for a spin tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I but like I Roberta. Sheila's pretty good. Yeah. There's a Ramon song called she, or, well, it's Sheena is a punk rocker. So maybe Sheena. Sheena. I have a good girlfriend named Sheena. All right, never mind. No Sheena. Sheila. Sheila. I like. Yeah. We'll have to test that out. All right. Sheila the coat. Sheila. I'm taking Sheila out to the Grove tonight. Do you name your cars? No. Never. Uh-uh. I, I'm, I'm weird about that. A like, lot of people do that. You know, they I know name they their do. cars. Oh, I know. I, I've just never done that. I always had, um, like, pretty cool cars back when, I, when they were used and they could be beaten up as, you know, like a teenager or whatever. But, um, yeah, when I started, like, getting uh, nice cars... And uh, my adult life started. I <laughs> um, I never, like, I, do, I don't even put stickers on my car anymore, anything. So. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. I never have. Oh, I love doing that back in the day. Stickers? Oh, totally. Did you have a vanity plate? Um, I did, my, but I did not pick it. My dad picked it because I used to love punk rock so much. And uh, he, it was so cute because it was like 16 years old. He bought me my first car's used Cavalier, and he was so excited about he'd gotten the license plate, and it said Punk Out One, but it was spelled P-N-K-O-U-T with the number one. And so everybody would make fun of me, and they would say, Rock Out With Your Pink Out, and used it as a vagina reference. Oh, my God. And I was like, damn it, Dad. And so I didn't care. I never, I didn't, I wasn't like, I didn't have money to go get it changed, and I just rocked it. But, um, yeah, so that, and I had those plates up until, God, until I, like, 
in 2008. Oh, so <laughs> you were an adult. Yeah, I was like <laughs> well into my career. <laughs> Rock it out with my pink out. Yeah. Oh, my was God. Great. I'm surprised you didn't keep it. Then it's become such a signature, right? Well, when I moved to Missouri, because that wasn't where I lived in Illinois, and then once I got Missouri plates, they were like, do you want a vanity plate? And I'm like, no, just... Get rid of this monstrosity that I've been driving. So I wonder if it's a St. Louis thing. What? What? Because I feel like when I never had vanity plates, but all my friends did. Yeah, when we were younger in Illinois. Yeah, in Illinois. Maybe it's an Illinois thing, not even a St. Louis thing. Right. But I don't think my girlfriends from college who lived in Chicago had vanity plates. Did you have a vanity plate? No. Oh, I was hoping you did. I just have nothing cool to say. Your dad should have done it. Really just ruined it. My dad was probably just like, just get her the plate. I don't want to pay $50. I'm done dealing with it. He's like, I I got you a car. Enough (laughs) is enough. You're not getting the vanity plates. Yours fit you really well. There was a girl that I knew who had cheerleader or... What? Yeah, yeah. There was a girl (laughs) named Emily, and I always thought this was cool. She had the letters M-L-E as her license plate. So it was M-L-E Hart was her last name. And so I always thought that was the cutest thing ever. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I I just, if I got, I don't even know what I would get. Not my name. Smalls. Mm. Or you're, you could do like, why are, ki- like, you're killing me Smalls. <laughs> like, why are K-N, or kill, wait, why are <laughs> K-L-N, S-M-L-Z. I don't even know. There's probably too many of the letters. And people would just think that was not even a vanity plate, that it was just... (laughs) (laughs) So when I did the show, the morning show, we had a segment called You're Killing Me Smalls. And we, when we would write emails and stuff, we'd just call it YKMS. Yeah. Shorthand. Right. We do that in radio a lot, too. Oh, yeah. KMRS is the Casey Morning Rock Show. See, there you go. Morning Rock Show. There you go. So, yeah, I don't know. I just have nothing that I would even have to say. On a vanity plate. But I don't think I have to worry about it. No, we don't have... That's one thing we don't even have to worry about. Yeah. I don't... Do you know any any adults with a vanity plate? Slash, what would you think? I'm trying to think if I do. Actually, my friend Kevin, who... Uh, he's this great guy in St. Louis. He had the license... But he's also an Illinois guy. He had the license plate L-O-L-W-T-F. Oh, that's pretty good. And this was like way early 2000s. And I remember thinking like, that is hilarious. LOL, what the F. If I saw that driving down the highway, I would be really excited. Oh, and my other friend, Kyle, I think he he's an adult now. He um, still has vanity plates because I saw him driving randomly on 270. His was chilling 24-7. Is he, in fact, chilling 24-7? I think so. I don't know if he works. I don't know exactly what his deal is these days. He was great in high school, really sweet guy. Have no clue what he's up to now. We need to find out if he's chilling (laughs) 24-7. And if so, how does he pay for that car? How do you have that car? So over the weekend in Savannah, we were talking about if... I was dating someone new Mm -hmm. and I presented them to my friends like, hey, this is my new boyfriend. What are different things that this person could have personality wise or in their life that my friends would say red flag, red flag, red flag. So because I brought up when I was getting off the plane in Savannah, imagine dating a new guy Mm -hmm. or having someone new in your life, a new relationship and you go on a trip with them and finding out about how someone travels is a big deal, right? Yeah. Imagine finding out this person you're super into is the person that as soon as the plane lands, throws her seatbelt off, jumps up, and tries to bolt out. That does not let the people in front of them get off the plane first. That tries to body their way out. Because that happened, and it was a couple, and I saw the, the girl with a kind of an alarmed look on her face being like, oh my God, this guy I'm with is trying to body his way out and there's four rows of people in front of us. So you assume that she was traveling with him for the first time? Yeah, it's a total scenario I made up in my head, but she just seemed mortified by his behavior and I thought, this must be the first time she even realized that he's that guy, plain guy. So I feel like (laughs) if I was dating a a new guy and brought him to my friends and I was like, oh, he has vanity plates, they'd be like, what? What? You're dating vanity plate guy? One of my friends (laughs) It was like, if you brought a guy to us and he had two, like, stud earrings, yes. that would be a no-go. That's a no-go. I would say, it's 2019, bro. What are you doing what are with stud you doing? earrings? Yeah, she was like, that's a hard-o move in 2019 to right. still rock two studs. And first of all, it's about the placement of the studs because I think <laughs> that there are some guys out there that had had a bad piercer or they went to Claire's and things did not go well. Like, they, like, because 
I, I see <laughs> I see listeners come out and they have like one that's very centered in the lobe and then the other one's just kind of like off center. Oh, that's kind of bad. Too low. Well, I used to have gauges. Like I used to have my ears stretched okay. very daintily. Oh, so bold. That well, excuse and me, the heebie-jeebies. I don't like pain. I loved it because I love, I, I've never been able to wear pretty earrings. And so whenever I was, um, I don't know, like 18 or 19, I went and got my ears pierced with an eight gauge needle. And so it kind of started the process and you have to like stretch them out yourself. It's a whole thing. And so, um, and then it, it wasn't like huge, like it wasn't, um, you know, ridiculously stretched out, but I always would wear these little gauges where it made me look like I just had little earrings in and it was great. And I, and you can just keep them in the whole time and stuff. And, um, I loved how that looked. And then I took them out like in 2010 or so, but I remember thinking guys with gauges super cute depending on the size but now I look at that and I know like the upkeep and the maintenance of keeping them clean and stuff and a lot of guys don't and so I'm like pretty grossed out by that now and yeah but the diamond earring situation in 2019 is just so boy band circa 2002 right and like the only person that ever did it well was probably like Justin Timberlake right and he's retired them years ago and he retired them years ago and you know it's a cubic zirconium. Yes. Or what is it? Cubic? Fake diamond. Cubic zirconia or zirconium. Cubic zirconian. And? No, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's Google it. <laughs> I mean, you'd think that I should know that, right? I mean, we only have real diamonds on this show. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I wonder though. Here, let's find this. Cute. Zircornia. No. Zircornia. Cubic. Zirconia. Zirconia. Okay. Cubic zirconia. <laughs> the finest diamond alternative. <laughs> it's a cubic crystalline form of zirconium dioxide. Oh it's a synthesized material, but should not be worn in two ears if you're Correct. a dude. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but I wonder if the flip side of that for dudes, it's like, oh man, she's still got a belly button ring. Because mm. I would imagine that the belly button ring on a female is the boy band equivalent, right, right, of the double stud. However, somebody you and I know personally, Chelsea Murphy, my best friend, still has a belly button She's, ring. Does she <laughs> just say, you know what, I'm not taking it out? Yeah. Or does she love it that much? I think she just forgets that she has it. Yeah. And she just like, I only see her belly once a year when we like go to the pool or whatever. But yeah, I'll see it and I'm like, oh yeah, you have your belly button pierced. And it's right. a million years ago. But I think she doesn't care. She just you know, rocks it the best she can. I think a lot of my girlfriends that had them took them out because they got pregnant. Okay, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> and it will be stretched out. Bellies or baby's first uh, belly ring. What are some other things that could be red flags in a new relationship? Oh, okay. So I had mentioned two to one of my friends that when I was getting my nails done, I've seen a lot of dudes in nail salons yes. recently. This is a new thing. And my friend said that that might be a red flag if a guy cared about his nails that much. And I said, I don't think, I don't so. think so. I didn't agree with her because I thought that it was cool that guys were caring mm -hmm. about their nails their and their feet especially yeah because dudes have talons yeah one of the things I least like about summer is guys in flip flops right their feet are gross I, so my husband's gonna kill me but like I <laughs> <laughs> so Tim I call him his witch toes because he doesn't wear sandals per se but like when we're asleep at night he knows that if he drags his toes up my leg that I'm like get off of me like I'm like you are scratching me like I'm bleeding now yeah. and I call them his witch toes and I've tried to get him to go get a pedicure with me I'm like look you will really love it it's relaxing they get that guys aren't really into it oh they rub your feet it's awesome it's awesome now Favaz who is on the morning show with us on Fridays and does afternoons on Keishi he goes and gets his toes done like every month really and has great feet yes that's amazing yeah so that's um and but John on the other hand you let he will not go and get his feet done because he has, and he's going to kill me too, he's got one toenail that's all messed up, allegedly. Nobody's ever seen this toenail. What? Yeah, but apparently there's something really just god-awful happening. Well, now we have to find out. I know, right? I want the story. What happened I would pay to you, you man's toenail? I will pay you $50 if tomorrow you see John and ask him, hey, what's up with that toenail? I'll do it for free. And do it, <laughs> and just videotape his reaction. I would... Oh, I would love this. Do we know if it's a big toe or? I think it's a smaller toe. 
could be okay, the little must, in baby toe, piggy tail. Well, it must be really messed up then because that's right? a small nail. I can't imagine anything that could look that mangled. And what is it? And jo- John has like the most gorgeous wife. I'm like, what are you doing? You can't be bringing that nasty toe out and having this gorgeous wife and like those two things don't work out. Yeah, you got to take care of your stank toe. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. You know what we need to do is we need to do a video thing for our website. Now this is how my brain works now and content. And we need to get him to- Intervention. To, yeah, intervention. Sit him down. Just be like, listen. We we need to talk. We, we know about the toenail. <laughs> we want to see it. We need you to- <laughs> and we're going to go right now. To get it done. And get a pedicure. The bonus is he would love that you were there because he loves you. I, I'd be He's like, look, best. it's Michelle and I, two women that you adore, taking you in and just yeah. getting that thing worked on. And you know what? The people at the nail salon have seen some They've shit. They've seen it all. I promise whatever is going on with his toe right. is probably not even a five on the Richter scale right. of things that they have seen. What if it's awful? What if it... I mean, let's be real. We're trying to be positive for him right now. What if it's <laughs> terrible down there? But what could it even be? I'm imagining, because my dad had this, my dad, like, Vietnam vet, like, didn't care about, he was a coal miner, like, didn't care about how his feet looked. I would help him file his nasty, grown, yellow, just you would bulging. File I would another file another person's nails. I, absolutely, that's true love. I, I will do that for you. Like I, you, will, so I don't I have can't a problem. Even file my own nails, but I really. There's few things in life that I love and loathe equally as much as getting my nails done. Yes, because I love fifty percent of it: the massage, the cleaning, the making them it look looks nice. Great. Yeah, I hate filing nails. I do hate you? when they do the cuticle thing. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, it's I a love necessary that. evil. I hate. Chalkboards are weird to mm-hmm. me. Oh, see, and now I'm even like thinking of it. It's just <laughs> now you're thinking of John's nasty oh. toenail driving down the chalkboard. Yeah, I. You just could not pay me to file someone else's nails. But see, I guess if I ever have a kid, I'll have to You'll do have their to nails. Clip their nails, right? Or hopefully my husband can, right? But I don't know if I would trust a guy to do that with their big right. They bare don't know what's hands. going on, and most men. Filing and clipping their nails anyway. I mean, it's they, a foreign concept. It is, and they get it. They get their, their nails so sharp. Like I, my husband will not let me file his toes. I've tried. He will not I can't allow it. You've tried. I yeah no because I'm like I need to <laughs> oh smooth these over. Like something needs to happen. And you know, so, there's a lot of dudes that listen to this podcast, and they're gonna go home for their significant others and be like, "You're not filing you're my not toenails, doing babe." That, right? <laughs> <laughs> I but see, I'm not grossed out by that. Like I, I'm one of these people where. I don't know if anybody else ever thinks about this, but like you think about your parents getting older, people that you love getting older, and you're going to have to like take care of them one day and like wipe their ass one day. And I, I'm (laughs) I'm paying somebody to do that. Seriously, you could not. No, that's the reason I need to make money is so that I don't have to wipe anyone's ass. No, that's a good goal. And trust me, I'm I'm of that goal too. But I'm like reality checks in where it's something is going to happen to like somebody I love, and I'm going to have to be there, and I'm going to have to get in there. And like chip the ego and all my oh, yeah. stuff at the door. I mean, in the moment, you're going to just yeah, do it. You just get down and do it. But yeah, none of that stuff, like popping pimples, Ugh, whatever. Ugh, I can do I can't, all that I can't. for other people. So what grosses you out? People that eat like condiments. Like if you had a spoonful of ketchup right now and ate that, I would probably throw up everywhere. Who is a spoonful of ketchup? I don't know. But I, I think about that or I think about people that have like mayonnaise on like a like a knife like they've just made a sandwich and they like lick the mayonnaise off like that that? yeah that grosses me out which okay that grosses me out too even thinking of licking a knife with mayonnaise on it but then I'm eating the sandwich with mayonnaise on it I know right I know actually I'm eating a sandwich with Miracle Whip because it's better than because let's be real yeah yes thank you I'm glad you're on this the right side of history here let's be real about that let's see what about okay but what about if I oh this is a bad habit of mine what if I put a spoon in Nutella and Nutella off the spoon would that gross you out? No, that's fine. Sweet condiments, totally legit because that's there's no other way. But I guess like savory condiments, like like mustard, mustard, uh, ketchup, barbecue sauce, like even though that's kind of sweet, like that all grosses me out. But barbecue sauce is different though because I I just imagine it on meat in large quantity. Well, that one ha- usually has a sweet taste to right. it too. So that maybe that's why it's not like as gross. But also. Um, Milk. I do not drink milk after people. Like if you and I were here and I had a glass of milk and you're like, oh, can I take a drink out of your glass of milk and you drank out of it? I wouldn't be able to drink that glass anymore. So I don't even drink milk. 
Right. I never grew like, up not drinking like silk milk. or anything like that. So I like almond milk, yeah. but in coffee or cereal or whatever. But not straight up. As a kid, regular milk always grossed yeah. me out. There's only a few things in life that I won't eat or drink. I think cottage cheese is disgusting. Okay. It's cur- it's curdled milk. It's curdled milk. Yeah. I've never tasted it. I can't even look at it. It makes me sick. <laughs> People are like, oh, I'm going to eat at this yeah. cantaloupe. And it's so good for you. With cottage cheese. I don't get I'm that like, at all. You're a savage. Get out of here. I also think hard boiled eggs are disgusting. I like hard boiled eggs, but I get while they're, they smell like feet. And they're gross. They just look gross. They're slimy on the outside, one dry time, on the inside. One time I was on a plane and a woman next to me pulls out a Ziploc bag of hard boiled eggs and she goes, do you mind if I eat these? And I go, yes. The whole plan. I was, I, normally I'm very polite and I'd be like, oh my God, no, please enjoy your tuna sandwich. It's fine. I love that you packed a lunch. And I was so pissed. I was like, do not open these. I, I looked at her and I go, I will throw up. I will throw up. And I was in the middle seat, so there was nowhere to go. I was right. like, I'll barf all over. What did she do? She just zipped it quietly and put it back in her bag. Go, Michelle. But I just <laughs> That is so rude. You no, know, it is. don't bring hard-boiled eggs right. on a plane. I'm not being rude. I'm no. protecting the rest of the plane. You are. Of and the manifest. Like, would somebody change a diaper in the middle of a plane? Yeah, no. I've seen someone do that. Okay, yeah. that's rude. It is rude. Please go into the bathroom or the back. I get it's babies and it's, it's really difficult. Tough trying it's to figure tough. it out. I know. And I don't have babies, so I have no room to talk. But I, if I did have a baby, I would hope that I would get up go change that thing somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't do that right in front of everybody and have everybody be subjected to that. Well, I don't know how you do it in your seat anyway if you were to change a diaper. I can barely get my water bottle out of my bag without fumbling over <laughs> right. everything. You know what I mean? So how are you going to put a baby in your lap yeah. and change a diaper? There's right. just not a lot of room to do that. I know. I, I don't know. These parents are amazing sometimes. Speaking of grossing things out, too, I just want to circle back to that really quickly. One of my friends told me that now that people are getting older, mm-hmm. like a lot of our guy friends, I don't want to say her husband because, <laughs> well, actually, I never said her name, so maybe we can't say this. She's like, okay, as women, we're aging. Some of our friends are talking about, oh, my God, I'm going to freak out when I get gray hair or, like, crow's feet or all mm-hmm. these things that happen to your body as you get older. And she's like, I noticed that my husband is getting hair that grows on the side of his ear. There's little ear hair. She's like, but it's grossing me out. And yeah. I don't know what, she's like, I want him to get laser hair removal on his ears. Yeah. She goes, but I don't know if that's a thing, but it's heavy hair to wax it. on his ear. And right. she's like, I don't want to offend him. I don't want to bring it up, but I find myself staring at it right. all the time. And I was like, it's your husband. You should be able to talk about these things. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but if he was like, wow, I noticed some gray in your hair, I'd be pissed. Well, gray hair is different though. Gray hair, everybody's going to have to deal with that as we get old, right? And like- if you're lucky, maybe you'll have white hair and it's awesome. But like, you know, everybody's going to go gray at some point and you can dye that and help with that. I think the hair on the body, you know, I don't think there's anything to uh, like if you see hair starting to grow on your man's back, pluck that shit, man. Like go get <laughs> and tell him and be like, hey, baby, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pluck this out. I'm going to wax this or hey, this down here is not looking so great. But what if he was like, no, this is what I want. I'm good with it. <laughs> I mean, then you have to agree He's to like, disagree. Manscaping is not happening for me. You got to pick your battles. Personally, don't marry a person without getting the manscaping and the female scaping <laughs> questions out. That needs to be like fifth date. You know, you've had sex, whatever. Things are crazy down there. Have that. That's a. That is one of those preliminary. In the first year of being together, get all that out of the way. What do we like about each other? What do we like? Yeah, what, <laughs> what do we like? I like. You know. I don't know, no hair down there. Like, I would get all of that out ahead of time. You think, right? Right. Well, you know, before you get married, it's like, you need to talk about finances. You need to talk about, do you want kids, religion, politics, all these things. You're like, no, no, let's just put all that on the table. We need to talk scaping. Right. We need to know, are you going to run off this plane ahead of everybody else? Get all that out ahead of time. Honestly, I think that I could deal with a lot before I would want to marry the plane guy. Because that's just a character flaw that's inside you. That he did not have to go to the bathroom and that they did not get in an argument? I don't care. You Either way. It's four rows of people in front of you. Let them get off the plane first. You're telling me this guy. Imagine you're this guy. Let's have empathy. You're this guy. You had a burrito before your two-hour flight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something is not sitting well. Mm-hmm. You have got to go. <laughs> well, you know what? What? Counter. There are bathrooms on the plane. You, it is a turbulence. <laughs> it is a no. 
It is a, nobody's care. getting up. Okay. Empathy for burrito guy. Yeah. But are the 36 seconds of you being a wildebeest trying to get off the plane going to make that much of a difference? The answer is no. You're if you're gonna shit yourself. Go for it. Just do it bridesmaid style, like it's happening. <laughs> it's happening, y'all. It's shitting happening. In the street. <laughs> we're shitting in the street. We're sh- we're shitting on the oh, plane. You're really doing it. You're yeah. really doing it. But the amount of time that you're losing right. by waiting your turn is not significant. Mm. It's l- probably less than two minutes of time. Yeah, it is. You're right. No, I'm with you. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because. I just think that people that do that, I'm trying to, I love people that are, have oddness or they're, they're just not socially in quotations, normal. Mm -hmm. I love those people Mm because I'm always like, what's going on over there? Because I'm hyper aware. I'm going to make sure everybody feels good. Mm -hmm. I'm not impeding. You know, if I start to get weird and start impeding, something is happening inside my body. Like I'm I'm a very courteous person with other people around me. But even if something was happening, I imagine you'd be like, oh, excuse me, I've got to get out of I here. Have, like no, you I would. would be very would verbal be. about it <laughs> no, so I that would. people knew you weren't nuts. Those four rows would have already, I would have been like, look, I am having a situation. I had a burrito. <laughs> I need to get off. Would you mind? Like th- that whole conversation absolutely would happen. Yeah, you're right. See, we've got no empathy for burrito guy. He's a jerk. I just despise people that are just such assholes. Like I really do. I Everybody else, I feel, on a plane is just trying to get to their destination in a efficient manner. We are trying to not piss each other off. We're trying to make sure that we are trying our best for just the duration of this flight. Can we just be our best for the duration of the flight? I mean, we're all miserable. We're sitting in these tiny seats. Nobody wants to be there. Stale-ass pretzels. Right. Which, by the way, for as much as we pay... Something for, else for a flight. You've got to do more. If you actually think about it, those pretzels suck. They do. They're tiny. They're always stale. Right. They taste like cardboard. Yeah. Actually, now that we're having this conversation, I think pretzels in general, unless it's a soft pretzel from Let's, a ballpark, incredibly overrated. Yeah, overrated. Like, big time. You're really just going to snack on pretzels. Yeah. No one's going to just snack on pretzels. And they don't give me this altitude thing like, oh, your taste buds at, you know, 100,000 no. feet are so much that you need this salt. No, no, no. You know what I need? I need a couple of options that are free because yeah. I just paid $300 for this round trip. And really all I want right now is like, I don't know. Maybe like some a, sun chips. Maybe some sun Roasted chips. Roasted vegetable. A is sugar cookie. Vegetable. A too much ask. Trail mix. Whatever. Just something. Maybe a healthy option. That, Peanut M&M's. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I think JetBlue does that. Right? Have you ever flown JetBlue? I have, but I don't remember the snackage. I just remember loving JetBlue because they had Bravo on the plane. And I also think they bring around a basket of snacks and you get to pick from the basket. See, that's the way to go. That is the way to go. And I just don't think JetBlue flies out of St. Louis. It's a bit communist of these airlines (laughs) to just assume that all of us want to have the same snacks. And, you know, we say the pretzel slug is not as if the peanut option is any better. Right. Yeah, don't. (laughs) Please. Out of all the nuts in the world, peanuts, the last. Pistachio please like I would I would be so excited if there were some pistachios in a bag coming at me rather than a bag of peanuts but those have shells and you know that someone would slobber their shells all over the place right you know as we, we started this conversation about how I like to travel and how you really commend <laughs> me and now it's just come full circle and I'm reminded of all the reasons why I don't like to oh there is no joy without suffering says who Buddha <laughs> I okay. Well, Buddha, I get your thought process there, but I also think sometimes can't we just speed to joy? Does yeah. it always have to be suffering in the middle? I, somebody has to suffer, okay? <laughs> so even when we are speeding through our joy like a bunch of addicts, like somebody is suffering. Is it just the universe? What goes up must come down. There has to be equilibrium mm-hmm. somewhere. Totally. So to experience, you don't know joy unless you experience pain and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is. I get it, I guess. Yeah. Which is why when I fly first class, which happens never, but the few times I've done it, you really appreciate it. Have you ever been on a private jet? Like where it's, you have access to the pilot? No. I know I never have, but I was trying to think if anyone I know. Oh, so one time we were, we went to Baton Rouge, Louisiana Mm -hmm. for work for ESPN and I flew home early. I didn't stay for the game because I had friends coming to visit me before we booked the trip. So I had to go back and my two co-workers flew back on a private jet. <sighs> I have friends in New York too, that when they would go out to the Hamptons, they would blade out there, which means they'd oh, take a private helicopter. We bladed. We bladed to the Hamptons. Wow. Which is the most 
New York thing that's ever been said. Yeah, ever. I mean, in St. Louis, can you imagine saying like, "Oh, I bladed to the leg of those." Right, I bladed there. <laughs> They're like rollerblades. Have you been on a private jet? I have been on a private <gasps> jet, and um, it's a very special story that I can't go into too much detail about because oh, I don't want to get do. anybody in trouble. But um, I had a friend who had a very wealthy friend okay. who um, took the show. John and I flew out to Madison Square Garden um, to go see ELO last year. I mean, and what? we John and I rode coach to go out there. And then on the way back, uh, Carl Middleman, who used to be our producer, he has a very wealthy friend who has a private plane and they flew all of us back from New York to St. Louis. And it was the most luxurious experience that has ever and will ever happen in my life. And it's all thanks to Carl. And um, I'm like, the whole time that I'm on that plane, because there's no, they literally look at your ID and go, okay, you're American. You know, you have a legit form of identification. Get on the plane. Did you even have to go through security? No. You're in a private airport where there's snacks that are not pretzels and and your shoes stay on your shoes stay on you i i took like i bought a bunch of stuff at a new york bakery that morning i had that on the plane with me so you don't have to check your food then you get on the plane and it's just free roaming the pilot door is open so you can ask the pilot hey is everything cool oh yeah everything's great they have a timer that shows you how how many more hours and minutes and seconds it takes to get to our destination love that the bathroom is huge you have a stewardess who is cutting fresh fruit just over there strawberries thanks yeah no big deal working some mango we have all the um the up-to-date magazines vogue oh you want oh do we need to read nina garcia absolutely like it's all there and then and then you just have beers and you just sit and you are living the life of luxury and these to me like to to even fathom that this is normal life for anyone i know is insanity i mean that flight alone probably cost i don't know five thousand dollars to take that or more than that no i think a private jet's like a hundred k no no i mean just the flight just the like I think they rent the plane with other millionaires. Oh, okay. But just the, like, in fuel to get from New York to St. Louis, I don't know. I mean, what what does that cost? I'm Googling it right now. Like, how much does a private jet one way cost? Like, it has to be under 10 grand. You think under 10? I think under 10. Not the plane, just the flight. Like, just fuel and paying the pilot and the co-pilot. Okay. I'm telling you, stand by. It's from 4000 to 8000 Okay. Depending on the the length of flight. Right. But if you want... That's a small private jet. Yes. If you want to go mid-size to super mid-size jet, you're looking at eight k to 13 k. See? And this was... For two hours. This was so cool. Okay. So we're going to end it with this. If I gave you fifteen grand, mm-hmm. okay, and said... You can choose door number one, and you can take a private jet wherever you want to go okay. to and from. You go to Hawaii, right. finally take that trip with your husband. Or for one year when, so, or maybe we'll say six months since it's only one flight. For six months, you have, <laughs> we'll say a nurse or an aide that will help you with a sick family member and you don't have to wipe their ass. <laughs> I am totally taking the airplane and going to Hawaii. I am going because especially if it was a private plane, because I know Tim would really appreciate that. So he would love that. So for six months, you would wipe an adult's ass so that Absolutely. your husband could fly private. You are wife of the year. Thank you. Of maybe the century. <laughs> hey, anything from a people. Well, this was so fun. Thank you for taking the time to do this. You're very welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Great holiday parties, there's only two ingredients that you really need, a well-decorated tree and a great bar. So let St. Louis's premier beverage catering service help. Liquid Spirits can bring everything you need for a great bar right to your office, home, or venue. And the best part, you get to let their bartenders cut off that guest who's a little sloppy. They may have been celebrating a little too much, a little overserved. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be the bad guy. So let Liquid Spirits do it for you. If you mention us, mention Small Talk, you can get a free package upgrade. I mean, how about that? Those holiday parties, they always creep up on you. So give Liquid Spirits it's a call. Get ahead of the game. You can call them at 314-347-7297. Start planning that epic holiday party now. You can also check them out online, Facebook and Instagram at Liquid Spirits STL or follow them on Twitter at Spirits Liquid. Sit back, relax, close your eyes, 
take a deep breath. It's time for a review on the Small Talk Podcast with Michelle Smallman. Brought to you by Land Rover St. Louis. You feel that? That sets set you up. <laughs> Put you in a mood. Settle in. Yeah. We're about to read a review. Get in the couch. Shout out to Land Rover St. Louis, our new review sponsor. And shout out to Anthony, producer oh. Anthony, who is here. Thank you. Who made that great work. I make things. You do make things. I make things. I got to tell you, that sounds like a meditation app. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. I thought about making like uh, affirmations that I could put on SoundCloud for some reason. I thought that would make me somewhat popular. I never did it. Well, you should. I guess I could. Use that, that bed in there. Settle in. Go. Achieve it. Or whatever the hell I was supposed to say. What are affirmations? I don't know. Or a mantra. Or a mantra. There you go. Be your best self. Be your best self. But you need to say, be your best self. Be your best self. You can do it. Only you can. Well, it only makes sense that after we're in such a positive space that we should read a positive review. Oh, nice. So title of the review says, yay, Michelle and Saruti reunion. Five stars. It says, first of all, Michelle is totally capable of carrying her podcast and she does an excellent job of it. Stop sending in negative reviews because we got one negative review. (laughs) Um, She says, I just love seeing that Saruti was back as a guest for two pods because no matter what I listen to, nothing makes me laugh out loud more than Michelle and Saruti's banter. I always learn something. They are both so intelligent and knowledgeable about so many diverse topics. It was great to hear them together again. She goes on and on about Saruti, which is a general theme because I used to do the podcast with Saruti, as you know, Anthony. Mm -hmm weekly and then he got a great big job and he can't do it anymore but you know the people have been vocal they miss Saruti he's hot stuff <laughs> he's hot stuff so thank you to learn for joining us this week we will have like I mentioned at the top of the podcast Saruti joining me again soon and we will be back in action next week awesome and until then see you later thanks for listening to small talk subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app